Christ is the fount of every blessing. And we, uh, we are thankful that through Christ, we are able to know and experience the deep and abiding blessing that is uh, relationship with God through him. And so we uh, seek to respond in, in that regard. And we learn of the grace of giving, of giving of our lives to the Lord. We are all aware of the uh, farm subsidy program that's sponsored by the Department of Agriculture. It takes uh, a lot of different forms depending upon uh, who's in office and what's going on. But essentially that um, subsidy program offers price supports for various commodities. Some farmers are actually paid for not growing crops. I like the story told of the fellow who um, years ago wrote the Secretary of Agriculture stating that he wanted to get in the not raising beans and corn business. And I'm seriously considering, he, uh, he said, getting in the not raising hogs business. In view of the fact that I'll be totally unemployed, I will be filing for unemployment and food stamps and was wondering if you could get me in touch with the right people to help me with that. You have heard the expression, you reap what you sow. That's certainly true for those in agriculture. If seeds aren't sown, then there's no, ch no chance for a crop later on. You can't reap what you don't sow. It's just the natural rhythm of things. When it comes to sowing seeds for the kingdom of God, you and I are called to broadcast broadly. If we sow seeds of discontent, malice, and anger, then the return will be the same. Divisions will abound and, and hatred will prevail. When you consider the state of things in our own country, there has been a lot of that sort of seeds sown as of late. On the other hand, if you sow seeds of, of love, harmony, and, and peace, then those things will begin to take root. There's no time like the present to sow those kinds of seeds. The adage, you, you reap what you sow, holds true when it comes to, to giving as well. Paul knew that all too well and writes about it in our scripture for today. This morning, we continue reading about Paul's appeal to the church in Corinth, about an offering he was taking for the saints in Jerusalem. In writing about that offering, Paul gave the church there a lot to think about. He gives us a lot to think about when it comes to our giving. So let's, uh, let's hear then this reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. Let's hear this from God's Word. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 
as it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And so this is God's word and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us. Not only as we hear this word read, as we've done, but as we now seek to take our lives and apply them to this word. May God bless us all. Here's what I think Paul is trying to get across. When you sow seeds of generosity, good things happen. Not only are others helped and supported, but our hearts are warmed as well. We're, they're warmed with the knowledge that we have engaged in the divine privilege of making a difference. Just last week, I received a, a phone call from a good friend who wanted to get connected with a ministry that supports kids after school. He was looking for a way to invest, not only his time, but also his resource. And I was glad to be able to point him in a good direction. I'm confident that as my friend sows his seed, there will be an abundant harvest. Jesus himself said, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be given to you. Now, Jesus doesn't espouse a, a prosperity gospel when he shares these words. Many have asserted that. But rather, Jesus points us to the deep and abiding spiritual blessing that comes when we give. And those spiritual blessings are many. As we have said often, giving is a deeply spiritual issue. When we give generously to the things of God's kingdom and for our purposes today to the ministry of the church, we can be well assured that the return will be many-fold. When we sow generously in this way, the potential for a wonderful harvest that glorifies God is very real. And like all giving, our hearts are warmed and our lives are transformed. I'm confident that sort of thing will happen for my friend. I'm just as confident that that sort of thing will happen for you as you give generously. When we give to the things of God's kingdom, our focus becomes so much less on ourselves and more so on God. It just, it happens every time. We actually find our relationship with God strengthened when we give. We find ourselves freed from the hold that possessions have on us while God's hold on us becomes all the more strong. Remember this, says Paul, whoever sows sparingly 
will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided to give in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Giving is always a matter of the heart. It's that way for me personally, and I know that it is it is that way for you, that giving really comes down to a matter of the heart. When we give, we, we make a statement about our faith and God's provision for our lives. We not only recognize that, that God has provided in a big way, but God will continue to provide as we live out our lives. In other words, we resolutely place ourselves in God's care now and on into the future. We just make that sort of faith statement and stance. We don't give reluctantly or under compulsion, but freely, all because we choose to place our faith in Him who provides. We stand upon the sure promise that that God will meet our every need. As Paul states, God is able to, to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Hear the word all used here in that, that passage from, from 2 Corinthians 9.8. Paul doesn't use the word some, he uses the word all when it comes to describing God's blessings. God blesses us in all things, at all times, to the end that we have all we need. And it comes down to this. Do you really believe that? Are you able to stand with faith upon the promise of God's provision for your life? Are you able to do that presently? And then is your faith then able to extend that God's provision will continue as you move into the discourse of your life. I've always liked the story of the old prospector who was way beyond thirsty there in the, the middle of a, of, of a barren land. He just couldn't find any water anywhere. He was about to, to give up when he stumbled upon an abandoned well. There was a pump there, and he proceeded to to pump with all his strength, but no water came out. He then saw a small jug with a cork at the top and a note attached, saying that the water that was in the jug needed to be poured into the pump in order to prime the pump. Well, at first the man uh, thought to himself, and again, he was thirsty beyond measure. What if the note was wrong? What if the pump no longer worked? Should he give up the little bit of water that was in his hand or do as he was instructed for the promise of more water to come? Well, the prospector decided to take things on faith and he decided to follow the instructions. He used that little bit of water in that very small jug to prime the pump and out came all the water that he needed. Now that's faith. But for, 
before going his way, the man went ahead and, and filled the jug so that the next person would be able to, to get water just like he did. He, in fact, penned his own note, and he added at the bottom, believe it or not, you have to give before you receive. This really does work. Paul says that God loves a cheerful giver. A mother wanted to, to teach her daughter a lesson about giving. She gave her little girl a quarter and a dollar for the church. Put, what, put whatever you choose into the collection plate, she said to her daughter, and keep the other for yourself. When the two of them uh, came out of the church, the mother asked the daughter which one she had given. Well, said the little girl, I was going to give the dollar, but just before the collection, the man up front said that we should all be cheerful givers. And I thought I would be a lot more cheerful if I gave a quarter, so that's exactly what I did. Let that not be said of us. If you think about it, today ought to be the most joyous day of the year as we consider our giving to the church for the coming year. As Paul did with the Corinthians, let me encourage you to, to give what you have decided in your heart. And I hope that you have prayerfully, faithfully considered that this week. And that if not this week, then I hope that you're, you're doing that even now as you're, uh, you're hearing God lean into your life, God speaking into your heart. You and I have so much to be thankful for when it comes to the provision of this past year. Through what has been, and we've noted this many times, a tough and uncertain season, God has proven to be true. And you and I need to be thankful. God has uh, provided over and over and over again. I'm sure that every one of us can, can stand and testify to that as individuals, as families. And certainly we can stand together as a church asserting God's provision for our lives. So we pulled together, or maybe better yet, Ashley has pulled together a video highlighting God's great work in the midst of this pandemic. And as we uh, view the, the number of ways that God has moved, even though we are a, a scattered church right now, but yet coming back together in so many wonderful and beautiful ways, God has provided, God has blessed, and God has seen fit to further his kingdom through the ministry of this church. And so I, I think as you... Uh, watch this video as you take it in, just like me, you will find yourself being well assured of God's provision and being thankful for the same.
We have been so blessed to continue the work of God, to be his hands and feet during a time when it's been so essential, yet so challenging. I think God loves a good challenge, and as God's people, we should too, especially because we know who we serve and how incredibly capable he is of exceeding any expectations we may have. At St. John, we have continued to serve our community by contributing our time, talents, and resources at many of our mission partners and beyond. We've also stepped up our game in big ways with online worshiping opportunities through researching, testing, and developing on the fly. And we've all had to step outside our comfort zones by doing in-person worship and communion in a different way. We've enhanced our database management software, switched over our online giving to push pay. We've made technological upgrades and equipment throughout many of our ministries, and even today rolled out a St. John app we hope you will find helpful and engaging. Connection with each other and with Christ has been our focus this year. It's been so tough not being together in person on a regular basis, but we have really maintained our small group and discipleship programs by being adaptable and flexible. We've been able to add several Zoom groups that use the Discovery Bible Study method, as well as holding small groups and classes throughout the year virtually with some meeting safely in person. It's been a great reminder that we, even though things are very different, we are community grounded in Christ. 2020, we have learned to move forward in the strength of the Lord. First off, drive through Easter, complete with Easter Bunny Betsy. We visited people with yard signs, chalked people's driveways or sidewalks. We called, we texted, we emailed, we wrote postcards. We even sent out a few videos. Okay, a lot of videos. We celebrated end of school year with summer fun bags. Virtual VBS for 28 children with the Youth Summer Work Camp kids to help with our preparation and filling backpacks to benefit Grace Kids and doing it in person for our 40 Summer Kids Club crew. We had family fun day, back to school bags, and fall festival to brighten up our fall. I want to start again virtually and in person with almost 40 children digging into God's Word. I'm grateful for a year of challenges, the Lord's perfect provision, and our beautiful children and families here at St. John. I'd like to share how Ignite Student Ministries has continued to burn brighter for Christ, even with the many challenges that we faced in 2020. Earlier this year, we suspended in-person activities, but we continue to minister to our students through social media, gift bags, and weekly challenges. We also chalked driveways, sent postcards, and met via Zoom. This summer, we held Mission Base Camp where students were able to serve right here in our community and worship God together. Throughout the summer, we have had many other ways of connecting through YouTube videos, Fast Casual Thursdays, Family Trivia Nights, Outdoor Family Movie Nights, and Mission Mondays. More recently though, we have been meeting outside in person for middle and high school small groups. And we've enjoyed being together and seeing each other back in person. Finally, we cannot forget that we now have a TikTok influencer, TikTom, who has been posting videos all throughout the past seven months. <laughs> this crown gives me a feeling of power, power. Forgive me a cruel chuckle. <laughs> None of these many ministry opportunities would have been possible without your faithfulness and willingness to God. And we love participating in God's kingdom work with you. While we still have a few weeks left in 2020 to continue offering the best we have to God, I'm looking forward to seeing how God moves in our community in 2021.
Thanks, Ashley. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I, uh, I viewed this uh, just the other day as Ashley uh, finished it up, and there were some uh, tears that were welling uh, up uh, in, in my eyes. Uh, just thankful for uh, the, the great ways that God has uh, seen us through what has been a deeply uh, uncommon time for every one of us. And we all know, as we've noted on a number of occasions, we, uh, we, we still got a ways to go. But in that, just as God has seen us through so far, God will continue to see us through. Uh, however things would uh, play out, we know that uh, God will be one upon whom we can lean. Uh, God will continue to be working. God will continue to be forming us as a congregation. God's grace is a great provision, and none of us really deserve it. We, we can't do anything to earn it. All we can do is respond with faith. And as we uh, respond with faith, we just can't help but be generous. It's just sort of the, the flow and the, the rhythm of things. Responding with faith, recognizing the great grace of God, the ways that God's love leans into us, notwithstanding the, the very salvation that we share in Jesus Christ, we then turn and look for ways to be generous. I want to be that sort of person, and I, uh, I hope that uh, you do as well. After all, the, the, the grace of giving, as we have coined things from Scripture, is a high and holy privilege, the grace of giving. So let's, uh, let's take some time to consider uh, God's uh, great love, His great grace, His work in our lives. And let's... Uh, Let's consider ways to, to tangibly uh, respond to that, uh, certainly through our time and our, our talent, but not, uh, not leaving out also our resource, how we might faithfully and gracefully uh, heed the, the privilege of giving, that we would take a, a few moments to, to consider what we have decided to give in our hearts, allowing God to move in our hearts, to touch us uh, right where we are, and to give us that, that hope and, and glimmer of, of the very things that He would have us to be doing and how He would have us to respond. And so before we take that opportunity to, uh, to consider what... Uh, what we have decided to give in our hearts. Let's, uh, let's bow in prayer, and as we pray, may God continue to stir deep within. Let's pray. God, your grace has been poured out for us, and you have loved us abundantly. May your love overflow from our hearts into our words, our actions, and our giving. God, lead us to be faithful stewards who boldly respond to the great gifts you have given us. 
Help us to share the grace you freely give to all who love you by the giving of our time, talents, and resources. You do not hold back, and neither should we. And so, God, we pray for the courage and the faithfulness not to hold back. We give, you, we give to your kingdom so that your love will be evident through our church, our community, and our world. God, we ask this prayer in the name of Jesus, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.